This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It has been far too long, my friend. Finally, it's a Bubba and Harry edition of Behind the Braves presented by Jostens. It's been a while. We had the holidays. You've been extremely busy and gone out of the office. Real quick before we get into all that, if this is your first time listening, I think this is now our 151st episode of Behind the Braves presented by Justin's. Wow. But if this is your first go around with us, I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, joined by my co-host, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael, and also member of the 95 World Series team and many of those great teams in the 90s. Actually, before we started recording, Greg and I fell, fell down a rabbit hole on Twitter <laughs> of looking at that Braves on TBS Twitter account. And there's uh, some pretty cool clips on there, including an incredible catch by Terry Pendleton on uh, while you were on the mound. And I don't think I'd ever seen that replay before. Maybe I did, but it was I October 3rd, it as a, like a 20 hopper to third base, but it was kind of a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I think TP jumped 20 feet in the air. <laughs> I think he did. And it was... What's crazy is that we needed that game um, to overtake the Giants. I mean, that was I got the final final game. I got the save, and uh, we won maybe three to one or something like that. But then then the Giants lose that night to the Dodgers, and and uh, we end up uh, in first place and going to the playoffs. The famous comeback for you guys mm-hmm. that year. Yeah, was it ten games? I mean, that was what thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty years ago this year in October, October third. It's kind of fitting, at least from the brave side, that Fred McGriff is going in the Hall of Fame, the National Baseball Hall of Fame this year, considering that was the summer that the yeah. Braves acquired him, uh, the press box fire, and then the Braves caught fire. I believe as Ted mm-hmm. famously said. That's right. So. Very appropriate that's just you. Well, listen, we haven't done a Bubba and Harry edition of Behind the Braves in a while, uh, so we just thought it'd be fun. There's just a lot of cool stuff that has happened in January and a lot of cool stuff that is coming up in February. We have some some great guests lined up for the rest of this month, and so we thought, well, hey, this would be a fun time for us to just catch up on some things. So first of all, how was it running two Braves fantasy camps for the first time consecutively? I mean, you had two camps. From everything I saw on the Braves fantasy camp Facebook group and social media, Media and have heard from you. Seems like it went well, but how was it? Yeah, things w- things went well. Uh, I was really concerned about my health. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're the cruise director for two solid weeks, and normally after one week I really get run down. But this year was great. I mean, the weather was a little cool the first week, but then it was gorgeous the second week. The campers had a great time. We uh, played a lot of baseball. We had a lot uh, a lot of after parties and, and uh, had some great guests down there. Ian Anderson joined us uh, for one night with some Q&A. And we was wearing, I was there that night. Yeah, he was wearing his World Series that's ring. Right, yeah. That's right. Uh, it was great seeing him. He, he lives not far from there. He was doing some rehab. And then we had Dale Murphy join us the next week. But we, the cool thing is we got to incorporate a lot more more alumni. So we had guys like Mike Mordecai, Raphael Furcal, Matt Diaz, sorry, Diaz. Diaz, there you go. And I was, I say that because I was giving him a hard time down there. Hey, what's up, Diaz? Right. You know, <laughs> so, um, 
we uh we had a great time um kyle farnsworth and michael tucker so this is the first year i've been able to bring in uh, a lot more alumni because we have some guys who've been coming for a long time sid bream and charlie Liebrandt, pete smith steve avery guys that love camp and they've been been there from the beginning i mean the, these guys have been coming to camp with me for you know 12 no, 11 years now so it was great to be able to uh, involve some other alumni they've always been asking but you know with one camp it's kind of tough you know you get you guys who you're real comfortable with and and then other ones so uh, that was that was a lot of fun being able to bring them in and then plus basically had 60 rookies in camp mm-hmm. and that is a first in now the, from a the lot first of, week right a lot of times the second week we only had four just to put it in perspective a lot of our campers that come every year um, they've been doing it for six seven eight we even have some that have been there for 10 years so you build these relationships with them it's a lot of fun but then to have 60 new rookies is really interesting so it took me back to when we first started doing the camp and that was a lot of fun and it brought in a whole new group of people that uh, I hope that are going to come back next year and we have two camps again and and uh, it's just I, I told them at the banquet you know we do a final banquet at the end where where there's awards given out and the the team that wins the championships presented with their rings and some of the families show up and we eat dinner we show a video of all that happened during the week and it's a lot of fun just to reflect back on all the things that happened that you kind of miss you know plays plays on the field and things can court and all this kind of stuff but i was telling them that i hope that this camp turns into something that the other camp did with it which is this kind of organic family that that uh that everybody has these new relationships and they want to come back and be in that specific camp um time and time again and um and so i'm i'm hoping that that happens it it, it should but I know what happened in the first one, and it became a it has become a pretty special camp. I hope that happens in the first one as well. Well, I can tell you some some fun memories I had from the couple of days I came down to the first week, the rookie camp, we'll call it this year. So you mentioned Mike Mordecai and Steve Avery. So one night we were sitting there in the after party, and I happened to be sitting in a seat next to Mike Mordecai, and it just so happened that shortly before this this moment happened that uh, our, our buddy Kevin McAlpin who was at the first first oh, week of camp he did just a phenomenal job I, I, too I'm biased because he's my buddy we haven't really said that but I should have should have brought that well, up we can but, get into that okay. he's, he's going to officiate my wedding in a month and a half so it's good to see him do well in front of a large group of people he doesn't know <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> um, um, but uh, he he'd mentioned because I think he was on Mike Mordecai's team he goes hey Look at Mordecai's thumbs when you get a chance. And I happen to look over, and I'm telling you, it's like he had just normal hands, and he's got two hammerheads like as for thumbs, and he's sitting there on his phone. It was, it was like it was bizarre. It's like the it was like the, the 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 thumbnails are like I don't know, a quarter of an inch tall, and then about four inches wide. It was it was, it was something. So getting a kick out of it, and it was like he's as if on to take cue. your job. Yeah, he's <laughs> a, the Twitter fingers on that guy. It was as if it was on cue, and I don't. And there's no way Steve Avery heard what what Kevin said but it was like he came over right on cue and mike mordecai's sitting there and he's got his big thumbs that he's scrolling through his phone and steve just out of nowhere goes hey morty you ever break your phone screens with those things <laughs> and i thought i was gonna fall on the floor i was laughing so hard because it was just impeccable time yeah but that's just a very small little example of like 
what makes it so fun mm-hmm. is just the ribbing that everybody's given mm-hmm. each other. And I'm using two big league ball or two alumni that were there as an example. But that kind of camaraderie, you can tell you're in camp one day that exists among everybody that's there. Yeah. And it's really fun to see. We had when I came down and visited you, we had uh, a rookie, A.J. Kissinger, on mm-hmm. with us for our our annual fantasy camp episode and talking about relationships that can build out of meeting somebody down there. He uh, he had messaged me. We followed each other on Instagram after that. And he messaged me after the fact when the episode went live and, you know, thanked, thanked me again, mm-hmm. thanked us again for having him on and and, uh, and all of that. And so we, we chatting back and forth a little bit and it turns out that uh, he and his wife, which they've, I think they've been married about two years now, two, three years mm-hmm. now, still relatively newlyweds. Well, she's a crime scene. Yeah, yeah. He's a cop right? and she's like a, like a CSI type. Uh, yeah. So really great people. They happened to go to the same place as me and my fiance are going for our honeymoon Mm. and staying at a sandals resort not the same exact one but they're both right there on the island and he gave me so much good advice did he like stuff i've tried to research on the internet to know because i'm very much a planner trip planner guy Mm -hmm. find out stuff and he gave me all these like life hacks essentially honeymoon hacks for going to this island this resort and it literally i'm like i wrote like i kept a lot of it because I'm like this is going to help us like this is where oh we want to get pictures here's how we'll do it we won't do it the way I read it on the site we'll do it this way so point being these relationships that spawn out of fantasy camp are just really special really cool and it goes beyond just showing up there, down there for the week and playing some baseball it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see and me just as somebody that comes and visits I can attest to that so uh, and yes I, I did think Kevin did very well I don't know how it speaks to the level of, uh, level of athleticism in camp that Kevin every time I saw was like playing short and batting third <laughs> that's gotten that. has he got the big head now yeah yeah, yeah so, I was starting short yeah, as he yeah yeah so uh, but no it, it was it was it was a blast. I enjoyed being around all the the rookie campers. I you know I was walking around talking to people. Uh, the Ian Anderson Q and A was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though all the coaches were over there having some drinks and getting a little loud towards the end of the Q and A, which I was getting. Uh, I was watching you. I had to go over there and tell them to. I, I could see you. I could see it rising, and you were like, "I'm gonna have to tell these idiots to be quiet down." <laughs> I could see. Uh, One thing funny about Kevin is I said I went up to him. I think because you know I conduct the draft. After the first night, you know, after the first workout, and I went up to Kevin, I'm like, I really just didn't see you going the last pick in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> he probably believed you, too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that awesome. That's good. So much fun. Met so many people. Going through the uh, the buffet line at the dinner, like, there were two lines. There's one single table with all the food, but there were lines going on either side of it. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be running parallel to Kyle Farnsworth and the food line. And I'm going to tell you, I was looking at that guy. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch how this guy eats. And I know yeah. it has more to do with the work he's doing in the gym. But that dude, he's like, literally, he's like a professional bodybuilder now, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And there was, it was great because at, at the banquet, there was chicken, beef, and fish. You had any of those options? I'm like, all right, which one's he going heavy on? I was like, oh, he's not getting fish. That's kind of surprising. <laughs> so, so that was kind of cool. And then I sat at Raphael for Call's table mm-hmm. at the banquet, and it's great, like, listening to, to him tell stories. So I, I don't even mean for this to be an ad for Fantasy Camp, but this is really what it's like. You show mm-hmm. up to camp, and this is the kind of stuff that happens. So yeah, we had a great time. Never too early to sign up for 2024. That's right. Yeah, we'll have um – I'll probably be announcing the uh, registration for 2024 probably sometime in uh, in March. Cool. Great. Well, while you were wrapping up the second week of camp, we had an awesome 
Braves Gala and Braves Fest weekend up here at mm, Truist that's Park. That's what I hear. The, the gala was, was fantastic. It's set up now in a way where, like, all the current players and their significant others, everybody gets dressed up. They come in on a red carpet. And I think you can tell everybody generally has a good time. There's players, like, they're over there manning the, the cigar rolling station or they're doing a little bartending nice. or, you know, they're out there. Uh, I think I saw Mentor out there on the dance floor one time rocking wow. his cowboy hat, of course. Like, it, it was a really fun time. Raised a whole lot of money for the Braves Foundation. Danielle and her team, what they do with with the community uh, stuff and the foundation is pretty incredible. So to see not only a lot of money raised for good causes that we as the our organization, the Braves support, but that a lot of fun was had in doing it was uh, was was really really cool. Uh, Braves Fest, I got to tell you. I've said this a number of times on this podcast. I I talk about it all the time in this office. Last summer, on I think it was June 7th, 6th, 8th, somewhere in there, the Oakland Athletics came to town. It was a rainy Tuesday, and we still had 33,000 people show up Mm -hmm. to the ballpark. And sorry to disrespect Oakland there. It's just they're a young, rebuilding team. So, therefore, there's not as big of a draw right now. I remember that night thinking... Okay, we've really got something special going on here where this many folks want to come out to Braves games every night. You expected good crowds in the wake of the World mm-hmm. Series. And I'll tell you what, Braves fans were quick to remind me that that, that feeling and that, that emotion, that's still very much alive at Braves Fest. People showed out in droves, and it was a little chilly that day. And everywhere you look, this was what was so cool. The entire campus here, counting Truist Park, the battery, every bit of it was activated somehow. Something was going on everywhere. The PA announcer search, which was awesome, and we had a couple different clips that <laughs> Wish went viral. I could have saw that. That was that. fantastic. Did you see Spencer Strider? Yeah, trial? I did. It didn't even sound like his voice. I didn't even. Oh, he was into it, and this is. Yeah. So I was I thought the it one... was dubbed. No, 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 not dubbed. He he wanted to do it. Nobody asked him. He wanted to do it, and I got the the text saying, "Hey, Spencer wants like wants to try out for the PA announcer search. Can anybody be over there in like five minutes to record it?" So I ran. I sprinted from where I was, got over there just in time met up with him and John Kerber who was you know every player that's here at Braves Fest because they're going from station to station place to place Mm -hmm. every player is assigned at least one person that is their escort for the day make sure they get from point A to point B so I met them brought them over to where the the PA announcer search was recorded Spencer doing it and he was all in so that's the big thing is he wanted to go walk all the way over there and do it nobody asked him to or suggested it I've heard through the rumor mill that this is something he likes to do for fun even in the dugout but that he does hear that yeah so uh, so that was really cool. And then to see people try out and then not only try out, but then like get some attention with their clip on social media for it, but then to advance to the next round where there are, they're at the next tryout for this thing. So like they're actually in the running. I think it would have been easy for somebody to look at that and be like, oh, they're, uh, you know, this is kind of a fun little thing for fans to pretend to be the announcer of the Braves. No, this was an open tryout. And people that showed up had a, as good of a shot as anybody else. And a couple of them, or at least one that I know of, I don't know of all the finals, actually is in consideration for it. Now, I think it's the competition, from what I've heard, is really, really tough. There are a hmm. lot of amazing voices and amazing talents that are trying out for it. So I can't wait to see what uh, Scott Cunningham and the entertainment team, who who they've, who they've got, and see some of the finalists in action. But really cool. So that, that was literally, that was on the third base side here in the ballpark. So that's literally about one end of the campus. If you went all the way to the other end in Silver Spot in the movie theater, there were photo stations with players in there, but there was a really cool MLB The Show 
<laughs> setup where uh, Jeffrey Schmidt, I think he was uh, the one who set this up or imagined this to be set up this way, and it was extremely well done. When I went in, I think a, a couple different sets of players did this throughout the day. When I went in there, Mike Soroka and Tyler Matzik were in the center of a movie theater, and they each had a microphone in front of them, and then they are each playing MLB The Show on Xbox or PlayStation, whatever it was, and it was being broadcast on the big screen while both of them are just kind of talking into the mic, and then the room around them was full of fans who were just watching them play this game, and then they could ask questions to of the guys while they were playing, and they were having a lot of fun with it. Soroka, whenever he's done playing, he's got a job in broadcasting. Oh, really? Uh, he, was, okay. he was doing play-by-play of them playing a video game <laughs> and being funny and playing the game. And oh, good. It was really cool. So And so that's on either end of the campus, and I'm telling you, like you would walk anywhere, and there was something cool happening. Lots of cool kids activations, like kids-only photos, stations there was coloring with kids where all the kids were coloring with the player and they're coloring in blooper like crayon book drawings um I'm sure blooper was all over the place blooper was everywhere well it was his birthday what blooper was revealed oh i bored. remember him being revealed yeah uh-huh. and we had the mad scientist cave you remember uh, that and jeffrey, oh yeah jeffrey was the scientist yeah well you're telling me that guy wasn't actually a mad scientist that, <laughs> that guy works well, here jeffrey, jeffrey is a mad scientist yeah so. yeah i don't want to speak too loud his office is literally on the other side of my wall here so no he was he's great uh so yeah we had blooper's birthday nice because he was uh he was first he revealed a cake and all that i didn't i wasn't out there for his party well i think bloopers always got cake that's mm. that's what i'm gonna go with but just so many cool things we had bowling and punch bowl social i popped up there and watched wow. michael harris do some bowling and he could he would bowl a frame and then a few fans would come in and they would bowl a frame so it was basically like you know bowl a frame against a braves player and then get pictures with them but really just an incredible event i don't know i think we had over forty thousand people here for, for braves Fest. i did hear that yeah so just a really really great time it's interesting to me january is very much just the off season but look at everything like you and i just talked about here you did two weeks out in northport at camp we had a very successful braves gala and braves fest here it's a great time to be a braves mm-hmm. fan always great time but it's going on. a lot of stuff going on Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, as we're recording this, it is February 1st, which to me means I've, I've already got my flights. I'm going down to spring training twice in February. So I got flights. Crystal Digby got me a rental car. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm itching and ready to go. Got to go twice. Why do you have to go twice? Well, I'm getting married March 18th, and here's the deal. So I'm going for the first few days, and then my wife-to-be's bridal shower is in the middle of these two trips, and my mom and my sisters are coming in for the weekend for it, so I have to return to be here. I shouldn't say I have to. I'm I'm looking forward to getting to see my family, but... I needed to be here for that. So Yeah, that would probably be important. Yeah, need to be here when the family comes into town. So then head back down with the whole marketing team the following week. And then you might see me some in early March. Come around March 15th, I'm, I'm going to be MIA for a couple weeks around the wedding and all that. But we're really close to spring training. That's, that's what I was getting at. We're, mm-hmm. I think for the first WBC guys, we're about 12 days away. So this time of year, as a former player, was there something significant in your mind about when it's fe- like when the calendar turns to February? Does that, as a fan, that to me means like, all right, I knew spring training was coming up, but I see it and I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the 
month? Like, is there anything in a player's mind that, that February means to you at all? Well, I, th- I think everybody feels like, man, where did my off season go? Right. <laughs> it went right. by super quick. Cause you know, you have all the holidays. And so when the season's over with, then all of a sudden you, it, especially for the teams that I was on and the teams here lately is that you had playoffs and world series in October. And then all of a sudden you turn around, it's Thanksgiving. And then, then after that, you turn around, it's Christmas. And then you got new year's. And then all of a sudden you're working out, you, you know, you're up off the mound in January and it never and of course december you're working out you may not be throwing probably just playing catch in december but january i was up off the mound and i'm prepping for to be ready a hundred percent when spring training starts and so valentine's day was always the date that you wanted to go you were going to go down there now i think they report a couple days later 16th or something like that but i mean when february rolled around it was go time and and um it just flew by Every off season flew by, and that you know that's a good sign that your your organization is doing something right. But as a player, it you know it got to the point where nothing really stopped. I mean, you would take a short period of time off, a few weeks, let the body heal, and then you would have to start working out again, and you would really use that next six weeks to to get stronger. And then it was throwing and prepping for because when I came into spring training, I wasn't trying to uh, win a spot. Uh, the years I played, but I wanted, I knew that um, I wanted to be ready. I mean, I just had to be ready for one inning. And then it was a matter of, am I developing a new pitch? Am I, is there something I want to work on during spring training? But I, I felt like I had to be a hundred percent in order to accomplish some of the goals that I wanted to for the next season. Cause I, you had those six weeks in spring training to work on something. Either you were, you were, um, trying to get better at one side of the plate or you were trying to so there might have been some carryover from the season before that you didn't like how it ended up or you didn't like what was going on or you wanted to develop you know a lot of guys will try to develop another pitch or or make the the pitch that you were working on make it better and um you know and then it was just kind of like you got into your rhythm and then that rhythm lasted all the way through till october again so you really are establishing those patterns that you have for the season and spring training and you know making sure you're not you know, there's nothing lingering health-wise from your arm or knees or whatever kind of things like that. But I tell you what, that first week of spring training, you get back and just that smell and that routine. As a ball player, you always you love being on the field. You have a routine. That's what you were paid for. For that's what you've known since you were a kid. That's that's what you're good at. So all those things kind of culminate on the mound, the bullpen, the ball game. You know, out there on the mound. So you're getting back to something that you know everybody likes to do things that they're good at. So being able to compete at a high level and being the best in the business, I mean, that's where you you feel the most alive, right? So. The spring training marks that time again where you get back to being, you know, who you feel like you were created to be. And uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. So even though spring training gets kind of long, but the first part of it's exciting again. And then as you get into, you know, the, the middle of the end of March, you're ready to go. I don't I never needed six weeks to get ready. I needed about right. three. And you're always just waiting on the starting pitchers or the starting lineup to get enough swings in. But, yeah, it, it, it drags at the end. Then you want the season to start. Then it's kind of the whole thing starts starts over again because now the season starts and all the hoopla and excitement of that but uh, there's it's always special going down to florida and and i had some in arizona but they weren't that exciting but florida was pretty special 
there's something about to me i don't know why the first sound that comes to mind when i think about being in spring but there's something exciting it's like you kind of touched on it there it's like the little the smell the look of it the the sound of guys like big leaguers in camp the, of their cleats like when they're walking on the concrete or on the sidewalk mm-hmm. like they got their their bag or whatever it is and they're walking from one field to the other or they're walking from the clubhouse out to the cage or they're going to the backfield something about just that that sound of a group of guys just walking through and their cleats hitting the concrete off their on their way to do whatever work it is they're putting in that day it's little things like that that i'm just when i get there and i'm in camp working and stuff but i hear those things mm-hmm. and i just go ah and yeah. i look out to the workout field and there's there's soroka playing catch with freed and yeah. there's guys you know over in the weight room getting ready and then the sun is shining on you and wash is there was somewhere over there we're doing drills or or laughing and saying something really funny that also we probably couldn't air on this show yeah uh, it's all those little things about it that are just so great this is a random question but i am curious about this i know it's one thing when you're with a new team or you're trying to win a job or whatever but when you let's say you know you're going to be an atlanta brave like one season ends and the next season you know you're going to be back in the camp with the braves i'm just curious how early would you make your living accommodations for spring like how early would would that would you get into that i mean the logistics of that are interesting to me because i would think that it's got to be a little bit complicated at times i would think or just one other thing you have to think about yeah i think it's just part of the process so you know you're at least going to camp now you can't predict whether you're getting released traded you know whatever sent down but you at least know that you're going into camp and you would know pretty uh pretty soon from the team uh, what to expect i think what's a bigger challenge is if you're a free agent and then you're trying to decide not only spring training but the season and all these things and that's just part of it you contact teams and they have people that they put you in contact with pretty quickly bill Acre was all of our was always our traveling secretary and uh, he he would handle all that stuff give you options and or then you know if you'd been there for a while then you could kind of figure out your yourself or your wife would would have an idea where they wanted to stay there were times where we stayed with friends Hmm. who you know we'd rent out an extra part of their house and we we enjoyed that better than just going into but then there were times we had condos and and um and rented houses and so we kind of did a little bit of everything but it does help knowing that you are with a team and that you know you you've got a pretty you had a good year your position's pretty secure but you don't always want to go there because you want to make sure that you know, you come in a little bit hungry and trying to prove something. There's something to be said, like you're, you're talking about Bill Acre there, even for our side here in the front office. Like I mentioned Crystal Digby earlier, she's a godsend for us in putting all this together. When all of us are flying down to spring training and we need this amount of rental cars and then this person's leaving this day. And in my case, coming back and leaving again and booking all those flights and organizing it all then putting together a meal for all of us making sure we all got a room to stay in like those people are the most indispensable people mm-hmm. that we have in our organization because they're the ones that just make everything else easy yeah for she us. does a great job she does and katie kovacs i know is assisting her with that this year so i'm i'm just i'm excited so besides spring training while we've got a couple minutes left what else are you working on do you have anything else coming up or are you just getting ready for the season oh my gosh yeah we've got you're not doing this anything whole, nah, nah, we <laughs> we one thing that's different about this year and part of last year is that we have this whole grow in the game initiative team so jb and doug are are helping helping me put together all of our camps and showcases and we've got just an unending array of things that we're doing in youth sports we think about our our travel ball tournaments that we're doing the brace country battles and uh, we have the 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 closest thing we have coming up here is the gar lucas classic at uh, gwinnett 
the Gwinnett Stripers. So that's coming up where we have the game between FAMU and Grambling, and and it's named after uh, Bill Lucas and and uh, Ralph Gar, one of our uh, they're both our Braves Hall of Famers. Uh, Bill being the former GM who's since passed away, and and then uh, Ralph, who's a longtime scout with us and player, he's in our Braves Hall of Fame. He uh, we named it after them, and we're going to play that up at Gwinnett. So that's coming March third and fourth up there. So we're putting that together, working with Eugene Brooks, who heads up our diversity and inclusion um, department, and having a great time working on that project. But yeah, it's just unending projects throughout the year. This is the first first time that we had the full array of RBI and RBI baseball, softball, and, and Hank Aaron Invitational, 44 Classic. So all those events that we do throughout the year, the, the planning goes on right now. So coming back from fantasy camp is is nice because it's over with but sometimes knowing all the work that's waiting for you when you get back but we've been sorting through it over this past week and um, we're getting to be a, have a little bit better handle on it but there is a lot of events I think there's over around 200 events that we're involved in throughout the year and, wow and that's that's alumni that are speaking and alumni that are doing meet and greets and suite visits and uh, we're doing 48 baseball and softball clinics throughout the city of Atlanta in and around Atlanta so just that alone it may be over 200 now but at one point it was it was 200 but now with all the things we're doing with community and and uh, corporate partners and stuff so it's unending we love our alumni uh, because they help us with all that so they show up for clinics and they show up for events and they're coming to ball games and alumni Sunday we're working on now alumni weekend in August we have the Braves Hall of Fame committee that just met and we we potentially be um, inducting new Hall of Fame members this year there's just a lot of things that we're we're working on that it's good work it's a lot of fun you know and and but it is unending I mean there's a lot of work that happens on the field right spring training but I'm telling you what, I, one thing I've realized being working in the front office now, there's way more work going on off the field um, than what's going on the field. And there's a, uh, I tell you, there's just all kinds of rock stars around this place. And I'm, I'm impressed every day I get to be a part of um, working with them. And um, it's just it's just been a lot of fun seeing the amount of work that goes on 365 days a year here in this organization it really is and i love that you you mentioned growing the game there because that segues into my last thing here before we sign off for this week is something i've been working on in conjunction with uh greg mize adam zimmerman and sung kim our braves media relations folks uh, for the last couple months and our great filmmaker charlie myers uh when it's finally been announced that it's coming out so i can talk about it a little bit we've uh, filmed a short uh, michael harris the second documentary that talks about his childhood and his rise uh, to the big leagues and all this work that has been done these last few years or for however long now in braves rbi and growing the game and really giving kids a chance or a better opportunity to be seen uh, and just to play the game that we love. Michael Harris is exhibit A of why we do that work, in, in my opinion, or why you guys are doing that work. It's an incredible story. I think later this month, once the documentary is out, and live and it will be this month now that it's february the exact date to be determined but uh, i would say it's going to be sooner rather than later uh, i do want to dedicate a whole episode of this this show to talking about the doc at length and then kind of getting the little behind the scenes of how it all came to be and all that good stuff but i it's been 
one of the biggest thrills I've had on this job was to get to work on this. And uh, I'm really, really excited for you guys to see it. It's going to be on Braves YouTube. Be sure to check in on all the Braves social media channels. We'll announce the official date, time, and have a lot of cool promotion uh, leading up to it. So definitely uh, check that out. I can't guarantee you now. I can't guarantee that today's episode will air today on February 1st, but it is February 1st as we're recording this. So I want to wish a very happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day to all of my colleagues, my great female colleagues here in the office. Uh, especially shout out to the ladies I work with every day, Victoria Rossman, Becca Fallon, Katie Kovacs, uh, Kennedy, Jory, Lizzie, Crystal, I mentioned that. So it's a joy to work with them every day. I'm inspired by them every day. They make me better every day, and I hope I occasionally can help and make <laughs> them better too. But we're pretty blessed to work with a lot of really talented we folks are, around here. Definitely. Oh, did I tell you, by the way, I've decided that I didn't want it to be too flashy, but I've decided I I am for sure wearing my World Series ring at my wedding. Really? I, I am. did not know that. So, Well, I will be there. So you I, RSVP'd? I, I, I did. So, and I want you to wear yours as well. Oh. Uh, so I've already... I might hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've put it on the photographer's shot list uh, that for all my Braves folks oh, that are coming, really? okay. I would love a picture of all of us holding up our beautiful Jostens World Series rings. Okay. Now, shameless segue here. Uh, we are presented by Jostens. It's been a great partnership with us, uh, having them with us for, gosh, the last year now, I guess, or maybe over a year. I don't know. It's been a while, but uh, we've certainly enjoyed uh, having everybody go over to jostenscom slash Braves to pick up a piece of merchandise inspired by the 2021 Braves World Series ring. I can't wait to wear mine at the wedding. And if you're wanting to wear something, whether the ring itself or something that's inspired by it, jostenscom slash Braves is where you can go do that. So, well, Harry, this has been fun. It's been fun to just, it's like we're throwing it back to the old days. So I know. It's been a good, good day today. Finish this off. Yeah. Maybe we can take it on to the house. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves.